passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. The LSU Holy Trinity. No, 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 no. We aren't talking about the Holy Trinity that you put in gumbo. No, 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 no. We are not talking about the Holy Trinity that you put in your jambalaya. Or your red beans and rice on this Monday. We talking about the LSU Trinity as we got a lot of LSU football, baseball, basketball times two to talk about tonight. Kim Mulkey gets her LSU women's basketball team into the top ten in her first season as they're completely dominating under her realm in her first season. We will talk about Brian Kelly and the complete takeover that he's doing inside of LSU football. Jay Johnson makes a statement. He says, hey, y'all. We about to hit the ball. You can call me Dr. Seuss with all this rhyming. I, I just got to be honest. Hallmark, where are you? Because if you need some rhymes, your boy Blake Rafino's got them. Oh, oh, oh. Also, we got to talk about Will Wade. 
We have to talk about LSU basketball. I'm probably going to get ripped on it, so it's fine. But I will um, – you know, I'm probably going to get hit around by some LSU fans like my name's – you know, like I'm the Wisconsin coach and you're Jawan Howard, but it's okay. <laughs> too soon? Is it too soon to make a Jawan Howard joke? If you miss it, the uh, just go Google Jawan Howard. Just go Google it. No way that you watch sports and you don't know. But we do have to talk some serious stuff about Will Wade. We will announce right before the break the $300 gift card giveaway winner. Very excited for this person who won it. Very, very, very excited. Uh, did the drawing today. It was powered by our good friend, uh, Carol Foss, over at State Farm. So really, really excited. We'll, we'll announce that uh, in just a second. Uh, Carter the Power Bryant will be joining us around 7.30. So in about 25 minutes, the power, Mr. Power Hour himself, Carter the Power will be joining us. Greatly, greatly appreciate him coming on. Looking As I always do, looking forward to having him on uh, the show. All right, let's get to a couple comments before we get started. Uh, Craig Schilling says, Blake said that Will Wade is a fraud. <laughs> if you missed it this weekend, um, I got labeled something on Twitter by some Rudy Poos who have who have absolutely no idea who and what they're talking about when they were confronted about uh, calling people out. Um, they told fans that they would never do a Twitter Spaces they would rather get a colonoscopy. Um, I don't know if it's good to want to have something. Let's not go there. But you, who would rather a colonoscopy in any situation rather than come and debate your sports, your sports topic, the, the, your take? I never said Will Wade was a fraud, but <laughs> nevertheless, it gets around. Uh, Pooh Bear. On YouTube says Ben is your ghost writer. Uh, we're expanding. We're expanding to. Um, we're expanding. We got some interns now. <laughs> we got some interns. Ben Jones says, "Well, Rams wait even make the playoffs next year if Jake Peets is on staff." Yes, if you missed it, Jake Peets is going to the Los Angeles Rams. We need to talk about Cortez Hankton. Uh, I did not forget about Cortez Hankton, but we technically reported that last night at 8.30 inside the Twitter space. We labeled it on Twitter if you want to go and listen to it. I gave my little spill on Cortez Hankton last night about me hearing that he's not going anywhere, but and then it was broken today. Durante Jones going back to the Vikings as well. Glad for Durante Jones. He he showed that he's a really good coach. Um, Very, 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 very good coach. I shouldn't say very, very, very good. Um, just a really good coach. How about that? Really good coach um, after Ed Orsron let the, the let the reins loose. Okay, so let's get started. Let's get uh, <laughs> let's get rolling. I do. I'm going to announce it. I love it for my guy. I love it for my guy. Um, but the three hundred dollar gift card giveaway winner is none other than Ant Marshall. So Ant, if you're inside the chat, I think that you are. Congratulations, Ant. Um, 
look, man, I, I mean, I, I really I really love it. I'm glad that you're the winner. Um, Carol Falls powering it, our good friend over at State Farm. I appreciate everything that he did for us. We had a growth of 791 total subscribers in the time that we won or that we – not what we won – the, uh, when we announced that we're going to be doing the $300 gift card giveaway for the month of January. So thank you for everybody who subscribed. Stay subscribed. We're going to be doing more giveaways in the near future. We want to continue to push out and put in content uh, on inside of YouTube. So we greatly, greatly appreciate that. There he is, Ant Marshall, our winner. Congratulations, Ant. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> they saying it's rigged like it's a I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get political. Uh, Jeff, too, says, I had, I've had i had a colonoscopy. Greatest 15-minute nap of my life. The worst part is the prep. Uh, yeah, I would rather uh, – I would very much rather uh, – very, very, very much rather to, to give my sports take. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Everybody do us jo- – or join us. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. I did not forget about the Rafino's rants. At some point tonight, I am going to absolutely tee off on Nick Saban. Jeff, too, I love you. It's not necessarily... Let me back up. It's not necessarily that I'm ripping on Nick Saban. I'm going to rip everyone around it. But I'm about to tee off. We might do that out of the break. We might do that out of the break. All right. Let's do this. Everybody join us. Hit the like and share if you're on Facebook. There's about 200 of you uh, watching us live right now on Facebook. Please do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit the share. Share to some Facebook groups. Share to your personal Twitter or personal uh, Facebook pages. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe and notification bell. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, uh, do us a favor there as well. And hit the like button, subscribe, give us a rating. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. All right, let's do this. Um, let's go to a very quick break and pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Vardo and Sons at betonline.ag. Guys, with over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino over at AYS, sent you on by. And if you break down in the greater, uh, greater Baton Rouge area and you need a tow, you need a lift, they will come and get you. Remember that number, 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by. Our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, have been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. Sports. Look, guys, there's literally everything that you can bet on on the BetOnline Sportsbook. It's amazing. Who do you want to win the national championship yet next year? Who do you think the NFL MVP is going to be? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl next season? When do you think the MLB is going to start? Who's the MLB MVP going to be? So many good things. And we got basketball that's here. You can bet live on all things basketball, college, or NBA related. Everything goes down at BetOnline 
ag. Sign up today by using the Believe Podcast tab, B-L-E-A-V. They will give you a 50% welcome bonus when you do that. So deposit 100, they'll give you 50 back right off the top. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> um, Nurse Court said that Bet Online worked for me. Woo who? I love it. I love it. Uh, Craig Schilling says, Ant getting into the NIL business. Well, there you go, Ant. I mean, look, man, $300 is $300. And look, don't be surprised if we do something similar very soon. I want to get to 10,000. Uh, 10,000 followers on Twitter. Tell your girlfriends, tell your sisters, tell your brothers, tell your aunts, tell your uncles, tell your mamas, tell your grannies, tell everybody to follow us on Twitter at AYS Sports. I will make it worth your while. I promise you that. I promise you. I promise you that. Okay, okay. We got to talk about the LSU Holy Trinity. Uh, so many things going around LSU and why people are, you know, <laughs> are at, thinking it's quiet or a dead period or, or what's going on, I have no idea. But look, there's so many places that I could start off here. I could start off with LSU women's basketball. Let's start off there because I think it's something that we don't talk a lot about, but I think it's something that we should. Guys, Kim Mulkey might be the greatest hire. Um, hmm. For Scott Woodward as an athletic director, if she finds a way to come in here and make it to a Final Four, hell, if she finds a way to win a national title at LSU, right now, today, from a resume standpoint, she might be the best. You know, there's so many things that we could talk about, too, in reference to her. They're going to continue to dominate first top 10 rating in such a long time. They're absolutely killing it. The way that her girls play on the court, the toughness, the grit. I love watching it. Seriously, I love watching it. Had another big thing. And you know what's crazy about this, too, <laughs> is the PMAC was sold out um, yesterday. You legitimately had people leaving the LSU baseball game. Now, granted, they were up very big. And you had them going to the PMAC to watch Women's basketball, something that has not happened in a long time. Congratulations to Kim Mulkey. She's absolutely killing. Jay Johnson, his first weekend series as the head coach of LSU baseball, and they come out and they have 51 runs and 45 hits. Absolutely impressive. And you know that Jay wanted to come out of the gates impressing everybody. Salute to Paul Maneri, too, for the Friday night. The standing ovation and everything that Paul Maneri did for LSU baseball. Salute. But Jay Johnson is going to continue to do great things at LSU. The lineup one through nine is absolutely amazing. Even so much so, I'm okay with Alex Malazzo being your starting catcher if that lineup, one through eight, is going to hit the way that they're hitting. Sorry, guys. Let him stay behind the plate. Now, let's see how things progress. If you if, And your bats are going to cool down a little bit. You're not going to score 20 runs every game. But also a kudos to Jay Johnson 
and the LSU baseball team. Jacob Berry with the two home runs. You know, we had people after two at-bats of Jacob Berry thinking that, oh, why did we bring him here? And then Saturday he hits back-to-back bombs. Guys, stop it. Stop it. Trey Morgan, Dylan Cruz are still really, really good. So is Kay Doty and Gavin Duga. <laughs> Guys, your lineup one through six and one through seven with Joe Bear coming in through the lineup is really, really good. So for everybody talking about Gorilla Ball being back, I want Gorilla Ball back, Blake. Well, they hit 93 home runs last year. <laughs> it looks like they're going to easily go over that 100 mark. Gorilla Ball is back. I say all that, and now we come to Will Wade. Now, we're going to get to Brian Kelly probably. We'll talk some football with Carter, and then I'll talk Brian Kelly uh, after that because it's a complete Brian Kelly takeover for LSU football. We've been talking about this for a month and a half now. No one seems to believe me, but nevertheless, 60 new people are inside the building. Maybe you will find it to be a little bit more interesting that it's a complete change over at LSU football ops. It's not what I want to talk about. If you missed it, we I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Is Will Wade, well, let me back up. LSU basketball lost Saturday to South Carolina. And a fan on Twitter started a Twitter space. I like I enjoy going into them. I think that uh, as people that watch the show, I get to interact with you on more on a personal level when you enter those Twitter spaces. I enjoy them. Let me first off, too, by saying that if you're in the media and you refuse to go into into Twitter spaces because you don't want to interact with LSU fans, you're an idiot. You need to and should want to interact people that ultimately view your show and your content to get you paid. That's nevertheless what we should be even talking about. But there is a lot of question marks, and in the Twitter space, it was labeled, is Will Wade a fraud? I do not believe Will Wade is a fraud. I went inside the Twitter space and said, I don't believe that he is. However, however, we're going to have to start talking about Will Wade and critiquing him. You're, we are going to have to allow the critiquing of Will Wade to be accepted when it's necessary. Now, Will Wade is a good coach. And nobody on planet Earth that has a realistically good take about LSU basketball and Will Wade is calling for him to be fired. No one. At least I haven't seen it. But the over def- the, 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 the defending of Will Wade and the over-justification that it seems that LSU fans have for him, I would ask you, why? Well, Blake, they came after him after the FBI investigation. You got Dick Vitale and Pat Forty out there coming after Will Wade. I understand it. And quite honestly, I believe that there's a little bit of a witch hunt behind it too. He's still on the FBI wiretap, meaning Will Wade, talking about a strong-ass offer. I'm quoting. You still have the NCAA investigating other coaches from other parts of your university and other programs on 
LSU football, at least is what James Craig said in an affidavit, because the NCAA and the FBI have investigated Will Wade. There are so many things that Will Wade does good. There are also things that happen not even outside the court, but on the court that need to be asked why you are doing this. Darius Days shooting the three in the corner is not to win a game when you're down by one is not acceptable. I don't know. Well, let me back up. Will Wade said that that was not the intended play that he drew up. Sounds good. But why isn't the play to get the ball to your really your best score on this team in Tari Eason? If you if we cannot critique Will Wade, but we can critique critique other coaches on that campus, and you're okay with critiquing those coaches on that campus. I, I I really don't get it. But God dang it, Blake, where's Brian Kelly in the press conference? I don't want to hear what LSU basketball was before Will Wade got here. Two words, Nate Oates. Don't tell me that Auburn didn't, quite honestly, before Bruce Pearl, make a big push in basketball. The SEC as a whole is making a big push in basketball. LSU will do the same. Renovations around the PMAC are coming. But nevertheless, when you are losing to teams that you have no business losing to, and when we talk about Will Wade and there's an over-justification for him, I do have a problem with that. Because God forbid Brian Kelly roll out there next season and go 7-5, and five, God forbid, even though he had to rebuild a roster in the last game that they played, they only had 37 scholarship players on the field. I don't care what sport you are talking about, whether it be baseball, basketball, football, hockey, karaoke. I'm in love with a dancer. She bobbing, she rolling. She riding that pole. I don't care. With high recruiting comes high expectations. And when those expectations are not met, there's a problem. When you have top four recruiting classes, when you have top eight recruiting classes, and you're losing to South Carolina on the road, and you're below, or either at or below 500 in your, in your conference, in the division, Guys, I have, it. I have an issue with not being able to critique that. Not saying he's doing a horrible job. Take the blinders off. All right. I'm sure I'm getting ripped in these comments. I'm sure I'm getting ripped. Uh, Rick says, hit that like button here on YouTube, guys. 178 of us and only 58 likes. Yeah, y'all hit it. Hit that like button and hit that share. Uh, Paul Bat says, Hannah Griff is seeing Brian Kelly ghost in his sleep. But I don't understand why it is such a big – like, I don't see 
What I don't see is this. What I don't see is there, there, that there is an issue of – not even an issue. Why we can't critique a, a coach on this campus, but we're not talking about – and we're, we can constantly talk about a press conference. I don't get it. Cortez Hankton goes and interviews. By the way, Cortez Hankton, your wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator – just in an interview with the L.A. Rams, newsflash, like we talked about in the Twitter spaces last night, he's not going anywhere. How, how many weeks do you think that Brian Kelly knew that um, Cortez Hankton was getting an interview? Okay. Huge weekend for LSU all around. Huge weekend. But I'm not – I am not going I, – I don't have the stomach to come out here and defend Will Wade. What can I – what can I defend? Because here's what the last, the, the last four or five games will look like. You've got to go to Kentucky. You've got Missouri. You have Arkansas and you have Alabama. And in Alabama, Nate Oates, you've never beaten. So, Arkansas, who's coming off being Auburn and extremely red hot, you're going to Bud Walton Arena. Arkansas, Louisiana. Arkansas. Where Willie Nelson probably got high with a horse. They're just as high on Arkansas basketball right now. Alabama and Nate Oates, you've never beaten. Going to Rupp Arena is not easy. Guys, if you go one and three, you might be on the outside looking in. I see a lot of you talking about certain players for LSU, certain five-star recruits, myself included. Efton Reed gets back-to-back buckets. They don't go back to him for the rest of the game. Why? I don't know. But if somebody goes down the court and gets back-to-back buckets and he doesn't see the ball for the rest of the game, why does no one ask that question? Can he have issues defensively sometimes? Sure. Not saying he doesn't. Will Wade has to find the critique. Has to accept it. We have to be willing to go there. Okay. I don't know if I want to do this Rafino's rants now or, or later. We'll see. Well, look, we're on a roll. So why not stop there? Every LSU fan, hit the like and share. Share to your social media pages. Share to Facebook groups. I'll do the Rafino's rants now. Carter Bryant. Coming up in three minutes. Um, This all ties in, too. This all kind of ties in. So, the same sentiment. Let's do the Rafino's rants. The same sentiment around not wanting to critique Will Wade for on-the-court basketball and on-the-court decisions. And, the, and somewhat of the media defending Will Wade. 
I do also see some people praising Nick Saban for some of the things that he's doing. Now, let's talk about Nick Saban very quickly. I already know what's going to happen. My DMs are going to blow up with Alabama fans. I understand it. I get it. I'm going to tie this back to LSU. I know Alabama fans, this guy's a homer. He's wearing an LSU shirt and an LSU hat. I get it. I completely get it. But if you missed it over the last week, Nick Saban had a lot of choice words in a coach's convention or wherever he was speaking, doing something. But our local media this week talked about Nick Saban and the powerful words, the great and powerful words that Nick Saban had to say in front of these coaches about his former team or the team from last season. Meanwhile, where is Brian Kelly not talking about National Signing Day? Well, let's talk about what Nick Saban talked about very quickly, shall we? If you missed it, Nick Saban, in front of all of these coaches, talked about leadership. And when he talked about leadership, he talked about a former wide receiver that was on his previous team's latest in 2019, a guy by the name of Henry Ruggs. And in that speech that a lot of media members are saying they're very powerful words and really good by Nick Saban, Nick Saban talked about that today's society and culture does not want to be a leader and have leadership surrounded around them. He blamed other people around Henry Ruggs when he got behind the car and everything we know what transpired. The guys around him didn't get the keys from Henry Ruggs, and then what transpired, transpired. We got to be leaders. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you have a National Signing Day party at in Tuscaloosa where a defensive coordinator leaves there intoxicated, gets pulled over and arrested for a DUI, alleged DUI. So was Nick Saban not a leader when he let his defensive coordinator leave that National Signing Day party. So, I don't understand the sentiment around what's going on with Brian Kelly and him not talking to the media. Meanwhile, we're praising Nick Saban on calling everybody around Henry Ruggs not a leader when he wasn't a leader in his own right for letting Pete Golding leave leave and had the same altercation happen to him to some extent. Now, I don't want to get into details, and I'm not going to get into details, but be consistent to wrap this all in an AYS bow and ribbon. We have to be consistent. If Will Wade is drawing up a corner three for Darius Days in the corner, when you're down by one, and, the, and you lose a game to South Carolina, and you both have the same record in the SEC, you are not better than South Carolina because your record does not dictate that. God forbid Brian Kelly go 7-5. and five. God forbid. 
This man's coming up, though. Can y'all see that? Boom! Power. Hour. All right. Let's do this thing. I know I'm not getting to your comments. I know. I know. People are mad. People are mad. So sad. Let, let me let me talk to my good friend Carter Bryant. Maybe he can calm me down. Let's do this. Let's get to a very quick break, and then we'll get to Carter the Power Bryant. None better than our good friends over at NordVPN and my good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Guys, I got to tell you, the peace of mind that NordVPN has given me and being a part of the AYS studio has been unbelievable. Guys, get o- get on over to NordVPN today. Use the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, tab and promo code. You'll get 70% off your first purchase. Guys, I got to tell you, it's one of the best security systems from a VPN maybe that I've ever seen. Day one when I switched over, look at our stream. Look how much better it has gotten over the years. That's NordVPN, use the Believe, promo code. My good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm, guys. We just mentioned him. He did the $300 gift card giveaway. He powered it. Speaking of power, Carol Falls powered our YouTube gift card giveaway. Not only does he have great rates on giveaways, he has fantastic rates on auto, home, and life insurances. 985-395-4300. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. All right, let's get to our good friend Carter, the power, Bryant. Carter, listen, I know that you don't necessarily talk a lot of basketball. Um, However, you are a Jedi when it comes to media and critiquing things that need to be critiqued. I mean, dude, you're right. ma- you're a master. By the way, hello, how are huh? you? Huh? Huh? Good to see you, man. Yeah. So right off the jump, I uh, I agree with everything you have to say about Will Wade, but I'm I'm fine with shooting an open corner three to 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 win the game if it's open and that was open and that was an experienced guy taking the shot. Now is that Chris Jackson taking the shot? Is that uh, Bruce Hornsby's son taking the shot. I remember when he had a game-winning three versus Arkansas on the road uh, a few years ago. No, it's not. I mean, it's Darius Days. Mm-hmm. But everything else about that final two-minute sequence was just really bad, right? You know, fouling people 94 feet away from the basket, blowing the lead and all that. And I was only able to watch the end of the, the game. But, you know, this has just been consistent with will wade's tenure right is uh a lot of these games where you know you're losing them on your own and uh that that's just one of his weaknesses but he also has a lot of strengths so once again no one is saying well we gotta get rid of will wade i I don't think anyone is saying that nobody is right until you actually start pointing out some of the flaws here Uh, it's tough to really move on from that, especially with how they lost to South Carolina. 
So, Carter, it seems – now let me ask you this question because there seems to be a – I don't want to say like an imaginary safe bubble for Will Wade, but it does feel like, man, every time that there is some critiquing going on with him – that there is a portion of the fan base and even maybe some media, not just local, national, that defend it. Why do you think that that is? Like, is it because – I don't know. But, Carter, why do you think that that is? Yeah, so so let's start with this, right? Uh, Will Wade doesn't have anybody in the national media that's really just going to stand for him, right? Well, true. Yeah, I mean, the national media doesn't like this guy. Uh, he's not the most popular guy in the world. Now, I will defend Will Wade with this. Um, the SEC is really good now. Like, I mean, for for a lot of people that were in, you know, the mid-90s, you remember Arkansas basketball being elite. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's elite again, right? It's Eric Musselman's got them not quite to Nolan Richardson level where they were the best program in the country, but – you know, they're, they're, they're really good. Um, Auburn's really good right now. They're a better program than us right now. Obviously, Kentucky will always be a better program than us. It, it's the entire SEC. I mean, the basketball is just so good. I mean, Rick Barnes is no sleepover in, in, in Tennessee. So, you know, to defend Will Wade, first off, the SEC is really, really, really deep. But, you know, once again, it's it's these in-game coaching things, right? That's his fatal flaw. Obviously, he speaks well with the press. Obviously, he is someone, if he does wear your colors, he is, he is one of those Bruce Pearl, Cal kind of types where it's us against the world, where th- there's other types of coaches like Eric Musselman where everybody loves him, right? right. Uh, uh, Frank Martin, everyone loves. Uh, so, it, 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 Will Wade does have that kind of mentality to him. It's just... You know, once again, I, I'm not the LSU basketball expert by any stretch of the imagination, but you do see these things year in and year out. But at the same time, understand that there are better basketball schools. I don't think, you know, once again, we want to see an Elite Eight. We want to see, you know, Sweet 16s we, every other year. I think that would be a pretty good barometer. Uh, but, you know, right now with this team, with the lack of guard play, I, I just don't see it happening. For me to to quote um, to the great Uncle Ben, with great responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility. With great recruiting classes comes great responsibility too, True. and great expectations. Yeah. But what I would say is, is no lineup is beating this uh-huh. lineup uh-huh. right uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. Uh, Jerry Stovall, right? Joseph Adai. My backfield's just absolutely insane. Jarvis Landry on the outside. Uh, uh, Michael Clayton on the outside. Look, now this defense is elite. Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. Booger McFarland. Oh, man. The GOAT himself. Tyron the Blessed Matthew. My good friend for a lifetime. Brandon Taylor. Look at that. That's my only Brandon Taylor card. Well, and there well, he is look, right there. The man himself, Fletcher Cox. So, look, there he is. for everybody who doesn't know, uh, Carter did send me these beautiful gems. I do appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, that's what we do. So, I give out a bunch of cards on the channel. Uh, you're one of my best friends uh, in LSU media, and I was very happy to send you that stuff. 
but yeah, man, uh, there's some people in here. Ryan, I've sent a bunch of cards to. And uh, Ant, uh, funny, I have it right here. Ant actually won this crack. Bro, dice. he's living right, Carter. He won our $300 gift card giveaway tonight. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, Ant. he did. I'm not sending him this burrow now. <laughs> he screwed himself coming into the chat. God, tonight. that huh? man is huh? living huh? right. Huh? I, I, yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to give this card out, but Ant did show, and Mark Cumbie as well, uh, th they did show some heavy interest in getting into LSU cards and j just sports cards in general. It can be a money pit if you don't actually, you know, know what you're doing. But, you know, on, on our channel tomorrow, we're giving out, you know, this autographed Jamarcus Russell card. Uh, sports cards are a lot of fun. There's a bunch of, you know, fun shops in Baton Rouge. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I love it. And I love sending you cards the most, right? The Stovall Auto uh, was one of my favorite cards. But, you know, I'd send out my, be my best stuff to it, my favorite people. Oh, AYS. It's going to be right here in the AY, in the new AYS studio. There you, you can, go. You could absolutely uh, believe uh, that. Uh, uh, Carter, the Power Brian, joining us. You can follow him right here at the Power Hour. Go to his show tomorrow. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I know that. I always am in his show. I don't comment as much, but I do listen. My wife's like, there you go. she always knows when I'm listening to you. Carl, let, let's get over to some football. Uh, yeah. Something interesting about Brian Kelly, and it's something that me and you have talked about off the air, and let's kind of bring it on the air a little bit because it's being a little bit more uh, reported now. Carter, Brian Kelly has literally replaced 60 people inside of football ops. 60. Yeah, yeah. Completely new overhaul. Um. Right. You've been a part of the, the LSU media. You've been there. You've talked to former coaches. Yeah. What do you think about this? Do you think that Brian Kelly – I mean, look, I'm completely good with it. I think that there should have been a complete overhaul. But when you hear he just hired 60 new people, what's the first thought that you think of or what you think? I, I think it's good and bad. Uh, so, so, for instance, right, like he did keep a lot of people – um, from the last staff, right? right? So Greg Stringfellow, who's a very powerful person, still with the, the staff. Uh, Jack Marucci, still with the staff. Also, some people that aren't as high on the totem pole state, Carter Sheridan, Mason Smith, J.R. Belton, three very popular people in that building. Just from what I've heard, I know you've probably heard the same thing, in particular, you know, Mason Smith with this ties to Louisiana bootleggers and, and whatnot. And then, of course, you know, you, you keep Brad Davis around. So, yeah, a lot of new faces coming in. We've also seen a lot of talented people uh, land jobs elsewhere. Uh, the lady's name slips my mind, but the lady who actually fetched uh, the crawfish for Joe Burrow and Ed Orgeron, she got the job at oh, Baylor. Right, right, so right, right. you've seen a lot of coaches, you know, Jake Peets and Durante Jones, they both land NFL jobs today. So, you know, once again, you, you feel bad for the coaches that were let go. But at the same time, more often than not, if you have a job at LSU, you're going to find somewhere else to land. Now, once again, it's fine. It's also uh, something new for Brian Kelly because, you know, LSU had a very unique set of circumstances when he took over the job, right? So this would be my thing to people that say, well, you know, why hasn't he done a press conference? Why hasn't he done this or that? And honestly, I, I do think he has been working 24-7. I really do because there are some very weird 
roster situations with LSU, obviously with the 85 or 81 scholarship limit, whatever it's going to be, more than likely it's going to be 81. And then at the same time, this is a guy who moved to a different part of the country who had, you know, less than a month to put together basically half your recruiting class. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's been a really difficult turnaround for him now don't feel sorry for him you're getting 10 million dollars to, to pay. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm not saying pity the man but the, he's taking a f- top five job in the country so you know there is a lot that he's having to go through and he's got to interview and go through all this with his candidates it, it it's a it, it's a mess not saying that he's handled this in a messy way it's just a lot for one person to ingest and put into a a structure right now. So, you know, that's been one of those things. And also what else is very nerve wracking. If you are some of those people that retained your jobs is you don't know, you do not know if you're going to keep your job. It all comes down to what Brian Kelly and obviously Scott Woodward wants to do. So it's been a crazy period for LSU football. So a couple of things off of that, even having to fend off. And and look, Jake Peets does go to the L.A. Rams. You Good. mean to tell me that Carter, that Carter, that Cortez Hankton didn't have that same conversation with uh, uh, Sean McVay? Because, look, you don't have to – there's not these like – and there are limits in the NFL and position coaches, but there kind of really isn't, right? Like you got to yeah, have your yeah. limit, but you can bring them in. Having to fend that off. So, Carter, I agree with you. There's so many things that has to go on to build this up. And, look, even the toxic nature that was around it. Now, you talked about and something that I've talked about a uh, a lot. And, look, I was wrong, and I will admit why I was wrong. I didn't think LSU could get back to the 80-plus scholarship limit. But you've done some some digging on there. I've talked about it on my show, but – do you, how impressive? How impressed are you that they're able to get back to that situation in the last game that we saw? Carter, there were thirty-seven guys deep out on Scully. I yeah. mean, that's unreal, bro. Yeah. So the first thing is, as an LSU fan, we've been more lucky than good, right? With the, you know, the, the, the three <laughs> right. national championships with three different coaches, right? Now, there's a bunch of things you can consider as an LSU fan as unlucky, right? Like the the Patrick Peterson interception versus Alabama. You know, there's some things that you chalk up to really, really bad luck, such as that. And then there's some things such as the national championships, all of it being New Orleans and whatever as good luck. LSU got unbelievable luck with this 32 signatures for one recruiting class. Right. If there was ever a time for that to happen for LSU, it would have been this year. Correct. And the, it is without reasonable doubt. And I said this the last time I was on your show. Yes, Brian Kelly deserves a lot of the credit for getting a staff put in place for more important, getting players to buy back in. But – Every single one of you, I'm looking at every single LSU fan that's in the chat, watching this on Facebook, YouTube, MySpace, LinkedIn. I know you're on every (laughs) freaking platform. We're probably on Times Square, New York. Hey, what's going on? We're probably everywhere right now on the AYS network. But NIL, baby. The NIL, baby. There you go. (laughs) You, whoever it may be, you're very lucky the LSU brand is what it is, right? Kids just want to play for LSU, right? Doesn't matter who the coach is. Doesn't matter who their position coach is. They, they want to play for LSU. Now, they 
do care who their position coach is and they do eventually like their position coach. I'm not short selling that at all, but there are so many kids that were stars at their university that still decided to come back and play for the home university. So there are two big things that Brian Kelly had going in his favor the 32 player maximum when it used to just be 25 when the roster was, you know, obviously scraped in at the end of the Orgeron regime. And the second thing, LSU being LSU. And, you know, there's plenty of debates regarding Louisiana talent and should this kid have been offered and should this a kid been offered now that kid who was overlooked can still come back and play for LSU with the new rules and the transfer portal. Carter, is there one thing that you're most impressed by Brian Kelly? Like, so for me, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Is there something? No, that no, you're... no, no, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say first. Go ahead. I, I think, I, I think for me, the most impressive thing is really the role, the Rolodex that he has from a coaching perspective. What I mean by that is this, buddy, I, I don't know if we've seen. Look, look, you go get Frank Wilson and Cortez Hankton, two local guys. I get it. Yeah. But, like, when you got former NFL co- or current head coaches in the NFL saying that they want to go back and coach with them if the opportunity presents itself and that they learned a lot from him, um, I, I don't, I, Carter, I just don't know if that we've ever been graced with that. Even during Saban, right? right? Like, Saban had a Rolodex, but Saban wasn't Saban then. Saban had the Belichick thing, but Belichick wasn't Belichick then yet either. So I I guess for me, just knowing that having a sense of security, like around recruiting, I wasn't really nervous. Like I I knew he was going to be able to do something. Is there anything for you that stands out to the, that he's done maybe the best so far? Yeah. So that's obviously, you know, the key, right. Is, you know, you've heard a lot of recruits say his organization and, and that's obviously very important where, you know, things were very scattered, especially towards the end of the Orgeron regime. It wasn't at first, you know, Orgeron did a really good job in 2017 and then 2018, the unbelievable season, 10 wins. And then 2019 was what it was, but obviously things just got so scattered there at the end. So reorganizing everything is obviously something that is very, very, very important. I do think though, where the Brian Kelly that you're paying the $10 million to really is going to step in is when the season actually starts, right? Right. The biggest difference between what LSU fans have had to deal with since 05 to now is you do have someone that you would consider a top 20 coach between the headset. It is a completely different thing. Remember this college football is a sport where you have to do the most things as a coach and the thing you actually do the least is actually coach during the game so <laughs> and, and Carter, people don't know that people don't it's realize crazy. that right it, it's wild to think about so i want everyone to just think about this if, once again if you're watching this on Times square for watching this on the big screen on your little phone or whatever it may be the thing that you do the least as a college football coach is actually coach, actually do the coaching, actually call plays during the game and whatnot. Brian Kelly has a good track record of being really good, you know, between the headset. He beats teams he's supposed to beat. Um, and and that's obviously very key where LSU 
during the end of the last tenure and during the end of the Orgeron tenure, lost some games that they quite frankly shouldn't have lost. And more importantly, they weren't competitive in those games to give them an opportunity to win. So, you know, once again, everything we're talking about is great. Obviously, Brian Kelly's not really made any massive mistakes that you could really point to. But really where he's going to be a difference maker is next year in between the headset because now, uh, once again, it's kind of like what we talked about with LSU basketball a minute ago. The SEC in football has never been so deep as it is now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Pittman's really talented. Uh, Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach is you know, the godfather for a lot of what we see now in college football. Correct. So. You know, those are just three coaches in the West. I think every person watching this chat thinks Billy Napier is going to be at the very least decent at Florida. He's not going to be Dan Mullen cuckoo at the end of his career. So, you know, (laughs) so true. this conference is very deep and you need to have someone that that can outmaneuver these guys. And Brian Kelly is obviously someone that can do that. Carter, um, last two, and we'll get you out of here. I, I, we're going to have to bring you on more. I just love you. Um, I think for me, too, it – did you do this through the uh, – Yeah, yeah, heck yeah, man. I'm, I'm Millie like Leonard Fournette, baby. Hey, Let's go. Hey, bro, you ever seen uh, a you ever seen a big offensive lineman do stuff like oh, that? Oh, it's, like it's have, a bass. Like ha- it's have some rhythm. Bass. Like, bro, I grew up in Roseland, Louisiana. I could, I could hit that thing. Well, I, all right, you, you, all right. Go on ahead. All right. Uh-huh. Carter, I think for me, you made a, a very big point there when you talk about um, no massive mistakes, right? right? Like, you know, and when you talk about no massive mistakes, and I get that <laughs> we're just coming from so many massive mistakes yeah. to, to not any. Carter, and here's another thing that you touched on, and I want you to kind of hit on a little bit too, not being out coached in here, right? right? Like knowing what to do. How big of a deal is that, though? Like, we can talk about it all the live long day. But, Carter, he knows what every position group is supposed to be doing and what how to execute them. How right. big is that when he knows everything that should be going on, like his name's Nick Saban? Like, how yeah. massive is that? No, it's huge. It's huge. Now, this is the big thing. It, it's more so huge compared to what LSU was dealing with last year, where you just had very little shot of beating a lot of teams because of the scheme that you ran, right? So here's a <laughs> perfect example, right? Um, you know, last year, you know, for LSU to win games, it would take superhuman efforts, right? So, right. so you, you know, you go back to the Florida game. LSU won that game because obviously, you know, Jerry Jenkins had an amazing game, but really, you know, Jaqueline Roy made two really big plays and it forced two interceptions in the second half. We, they would have scored on every possession more than likely if, you know, Roy didn't do the superhuman things that he did in that game. So, (laughs) you know, uh, now it's just Brian Kelly is not just going to let those same things just happen over and over. So that's the first big thing. And this is, you know, the major takeaway. This this to me is probably the biggest benefit of Brian Kelly being your coach is that he, of course, has accomplished a lot, but it means nothing if you don't win an actual national championship. Agreed. Now, for me, it doesn't. For you, it doesn't because we like to have deeper, nuanced conversations. Uh, you know, Bill Snyder's a, one of the best college football coaches of all time he's never going to win a national championship at Kansas state right now. He's been retired, but he's one of the best, but 
when you're in all actuality and in, in the general public until you win a national championship, it means nothing. Brian Kelly has not won a national championship and he knows for his name. And he's a big college football historian, right? It's a big deal to him. The history of the game, your name is not cemented in anything unless you actually get that done. No so, you know, I, I understand that there would be some people that are concerned because, you know, you get a lot of money, you're living in Baton Rouge, the weather's warm, life is much better in BR than in South Bend, Indiana. You become a way bigger celebrity being the coach of LSU. But Brian Kelly, in his heart, is a football guy. So he's he knows he's got to do what it takes to win a national championship. And outside of Cortez Hankton on the staff as one of the on-field assistants, None of those guys have won titles. Correct. So that just makes you that much hungrier to get that ring. And well, until you do, you know, it, it changes your life. It really does. Was Frank on that 07 staff? I don't think so. No, I think I he was. I think he was. I think he was still with Tennessee then. Yeah, I think he was too. Uh, I, I, yeah. I thought so. I was just uh, just kind of sparked my mind. Look, Carl, two, uh, one thing, what, what are you working on moving forward? What can we expect? I know that you do some deep dives that are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And is there anything else? Look, I, I kind of over-exaggerated sometimes about my Mike Denbrock love so far. Anything uh -huh. more in a deep dive uh -huh. on Mike Denbrock? No. Uh, yeah, I've, I've done those. And once again, we just have to wait and see. Once again, and, and look, I like Mike a lot. I, I, I liked him better than the Matt House hire. Um, but yeah, you know, once again, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I did like the assistants they hired alongside them. I think Jamar Kane and Cortez Hankton are going to be two massive home runs for LSU, but, um, really, uh, Blake, I, I'm working on a, a general sec channel where, you know, I'll talk about, uh, just sec stuff. That'll just be power hour sec. That'll be coming out in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, man, just the same old stuff, having, you know, uh, guests like you on and, and, and whatnot, we'll be doing more of that, but yeah, man, that's all we do. We just do deep LSU football dives. I don't do baseball. I don't do basketball. Uh, even though I am a massive Kim Mulkey believer, she's really, you know, starting to get me really excited about women's basketball. Me too. Uh, that's how we open the show, Carter. Yeah, it, it's great. You know, the Sylvia Fowles, I was lucky to be at LSU during those years and that was so great. Um, but yeah, man, just same old LSU deep dive content. Uh, you know what's really interesting, and I found this to be very fascinating, Blake. Um, this is something I'm working on uh, during the Mardi Gras break. Is the uh, is Walker Howard right? What happened during his senior season? And this this is what's really crazy. When I dove a little bit deeper, he he was actually better than what he was during his junior year. I somewhat I agree with that. Continue. Yeah, so so this is and this is just a little nugget. Once again, it's uh, it's uh, this is the start of it. Uh, <laughs> but but no, it, it's it's crazy when when I went back and actually looked at the nuances. Right, it used to just be you, you saw and you're like, okay, he didn't have Jack Bash, but no, he also didn't have a couple of his other key receivers, and his defense got worse, and right? his O line got worse. Literally, every and, position group got worse. So what was really interesting about it was I learned more from him carrying a full team on his back. There was no one else on the roster that had a 247 profile. There was no one else uh, that, that I saw. Um, and this guy 
fractures his tibia, and a, a month later, with nothing to gain, by the way, uh, walks back on the field and has to win a game 62 to 60. I don't think people quite understand the <laughs> magnitude of, hey, your leg almost got chopped off. We need you to score, we need you to score at least 61. We need, we, we need you to go Devin Booker in this game so we can for sure win it. And if, uh, it's crazy. When they really needed him to, he had to put up 60 freaking two points to win a game for him. On, on You know, there's no way he was really uh, – uh, there was no way he was fully healthy after a month. So that was by far the most impressive thing I saw. But there's even more to that story, and that's what I was looking at, looking into. So uh, that will be coming up. And, Blake, thank you so much. You got one of the best things going on, not in, not in LSU, but in the SEC period. So Don't, don't tell uh, about it, Carl. They don't want – they don't, you know. Look, I, fresh fade. Look, fresh fade. Got my fresh boozy fade. Fresh cut. You know. But yeah, I'm. 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 I'm I didn't. I. When I started looking at it, I didn't think that I would like Walker Howard anymore. I'd be like, okay, he probably put up some stats and some games, and I was like, no, he he legitimately got better. Dude, he's and, got some serious grit to him, bro. Yeah, and, and this is also something that's really fascinating. I know I've, I've gone on a little too long here, but <laughs> you're what, good, buddy. What I think people forget, okay, is as a high school kid, you normally know your fate of where you're potentially going to go by the time you're done playing as a junior. Right. So what happens is sometimes and a lot of coaches can't say this aloud because they're actually coaching the kids, but I can't cause I'm not a coach. <laughs> kids don't get better when they get to a senior that they, they plateau. They don't actually, you know, take that next step. And Walker Howard actually did. And there's a lot of reasons why that's very important. Um, uh, and, and one of those obviously is being, how, how did he look without, you know, Jack Besh, one of the greatest Louisiana high school receivers of all time. Um, how did he look without that guy on the field? And he looked better. I, I legit thought I was like, okay, this is a better quarterback than what he was a year before when he had freaking, you know, one of the best Louisiana high school receivers of all time. So it was, it, it was very interesting, but Blake, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Big dog. Carter, the power Bryant LSU power hour. Go follow him show tomorrow night. He's putting out some great content. Carter, Salute, my friend. Thank you very much. See you, bud. That is Carter the Power Bryant. Man, always fantastic. Always fantastic. I'm not going to let him know, though. I mean, I got the best card collection on the planet. <laughs> I mean, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Taylor, Jerry Stowe. Dude, I'm serious. I need to tell him this, too. Uh, this card makes me emotional. The Jerry Stovall signed one. Come on camera boop boop anyway makes me emotional all right uh gotta talk about our good friends over at uh or my good friend john Patton over at gmfs mortgage gmfsmortgage.com buying a new home saving money on the mortgage that you have now even doing a cash out refi the timing has never been better get in touch with him today at 225-614-1234 Tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by our good friends over at Restore Atlas, Restore Atlas Roofing and Exteriors, veteran-owned, five-star rated insurance claims. Guys, that went over to my mom's house. Uh, her fence was blown down after Hurricane Ida. 
called them 30 minutes, bam, they were there. 225-244-9396. That's 225-244-9396. Or go visit them over at restoreatlas.com. Okay, fire inside your questions. Also, fire inside. We haven't done it in a while. Your Rudy Poos of the week. Who is your Rudy Poo of the week? I will tell you mine. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I'm going to let you give me your Rudy Poos of the week. I will say this. I went back and forth today about this Jawan Howard situation, if you missed it. Guys, I got to be honest, but I, I do feel like both parties are at fault here. The Wisconsin coach should have never grabbed him when he was walking away. And Jawan Howard should have never thrown a slap or punch on both. Right? Like, can we can we both acknowledge that? Can we both be realistic here? Um, I just, and I know Jawan Howard's going to get the Rudy Poos of the week, but look, if a man walks, if a man walks up to you and grabs you by the shirt collar, um, a lot of you are going to do what he did. Uh, Edward O says Rudy Poo of the week goes to Jawan Howard. And Steve also says the Rudy Poo of the week goes to Jawan Howard. I, I get it, man. I, I, I get it. But Howard threw, you know, a punch. He was grabbed before then. I, I really don't. I, I think both parties are at severe fault here. Like, I, I, I really do. Um, so with that alone, look, I'm already getting some DMs about this. Uh, I'm already getting some DMs about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, this stupid stuff, uh, from Alabama fans, I guess, man, you just can't, you can not, um, uh, talk about Nick Saban. You just can't. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says Rudy Poo of the week goes to everybody hating on Black Black Blake in the Twitter spaces. I agree with that. Um, Pooh Bear says Rudy Poo of the week goes to Auburn and LSU for messing up my parlay. Um, Pooh Bear, I don't don't ever put LSU in your parlay. I am literally, uh, I don't think I've ever won a parlay with LSU in it ever. They always lose. They I always lose. Uh, Edward O says those gumps are jumping on you, Blake. Yeah, they're mad. They're mad. Uh, Chad Briscoe says a man grabs another man's collar. He better get ready for a beatdown. And that's that's kind of that's kind of what um, that's kind of what honestly, guys. That I, I'm I'm there. Like if I walk up to you and you say something to me and then I grab you by the collar. Well, Blake, he threw a punch. Shit. Let me come up to you and grab you by the collar. Let this six two and a half pound, two hundred eighty three pound man come and grab you by the collar. See if you're not gonna throw a punch at me. The hell, the hell. Ain't nobody gonna grab me by my collar. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says uh, Rudy Poo of the week to Chris for his cheese honey bun. 
If you missed it, Chris in the uh, Twitter spaces says he puts cheese on his honey bun. Never heard that before, but I'm not going to knock it until I try it. Jimmy James says Ryan Clark is the Rudy Poo for his continued attempts to make everything about race. I shouldn't have gone there. Um, Juwan Howard, yeah, I'm not going to go there. I shouldn't have read that. That's my fault. I don't – let's not go there. Uh, Brandon Reese says Rudy Poo of the Week will wade in the basketball team. There you go. There you go. Um – Let's see. Pooh Bear also says Rudy Pooh of the Week goes to messy Twitter space people. I ain't going to say Daniel's name, <laughs> but he know he messy. <laughs> he is messy, bro. He is messy. Daniel's big messy. Uh, somebody said they, te- they DM'd their Rudy Pooh of the Week. Uh, Tigers Avenue podcast says they DM'd their Rudy Pooh of the week. I don't see it. I do not see it. Uh, mine actually goes to everybody saying that the $300 gift card giveaway was rigged. It wasn't rigged. I'm not rigging up to give uh, Ant one fair and square. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's see. Uh, T.A. says, Rudy Poo of the Week is the girl that... (laughs) Yeah, so look, we had somebody in the Twitter spaces that was talking and absolutely ripped a massive, massive fart while she was speaking. Went on for like eight seconds. I had <laughs> I had to mute my mic and get out of there, man. Oh man, absolutely, uh, absolutely, just unreal, unreal. Uh, David says Rudy Poo of the week goes to the Olympics. I got to be honest, I didn't watch much of it. I didn't watch much of it. All right, guys, we will see y'all again soon. God, she ripped it to high heaven, boy. <laughs> I, dude, it was long, too. Dog, I never in my life. All right, Craig Schilling says, Rudy Poo of the Week to Eric the Duck for not re- uh, returning to the Rudy Crew to get smacked like an assistant coach. Yeah, uh, he got banned. See y'all, guys. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.